Hey, what's up, guys? It's Big Cat. Before you start listening to this episode, I wanted to let you know that we're running a special sale on all Barstool merch. Go to store.barstoolsports.com and use code PODCAST for 10% off. Go to store.barstoolsports.com and use code PODCAST for 10% off. What it is! This is the Macho Man Randy Savage. And this is Hard Factor. And there is no one that does it better right now. Yeah, no. But he does it better. I ain't repeating myself. Go ahead, tell me something right now. Yeah, and I'm living in a nightmare. And I'm not a racist. And I'm always just. Oh, yeah. Welcome to another episode of Hard Factor. It is Tuesday, April 9th, and Zero Block 30 host and internet jokester extraordinaire Uncle Chaps is joining us today while Mark is spending another day snorkeling in Tahiti. Thanks for joining, Chaps. Pleasure of a lifetime, boys. Thanks for having me back. Two-time guest. Oh, it's great to have you, bro. Two-time guest. Yeah, recurring Always. Yes. Yeah, thanks for coming on. All right, our top stories for the day. Pat and I are going to take us through a Trump date. There's just a shitload of headlines for President Trump today. So much Trump shit, you're going to be exhilarated. <laughs> yeah. Tremendous amount of uh, Trump headlines. Big glee. All right. Uncle, Uncle Chaps is going to tell us the story of Benito Mussolini's great-grandson. You're not going to believe this, but Italy is actually thinking about electing another Mussolini. That's <laughs> <laughs> <it's> incredible. <laughs> And uh, Wes will take us through a lightning round of other headlines. All right, Pat, get us started. All right, guys. So everyone knows that you get bored of your coworkers. I mean, I'm tired of these fuckers that we do this show with. But our president has no time for being bored. And that's why the director of the U.S. Secret Service, Randolph Tex Ailes, has been fired. If you ask me, you should always keep someone with the nickname Tex on your staff. But that's just my personal opinion. Unless, of course, you're Charles Manson, but that's a different story. However, as the president, you got to be happy with whomever is running your security detail. So in this case, it was Tex, and sorry, Tex. Yeah, you got to be doing like a real shitty job as a guy named Tex right. to like get fired from a security job. A guy named Tex whose nickname is Dumbo. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's pretty. That guy's got only one option, and that's security. Well, uh, like Tex, not good enough. We got to go with another nickname, and it's Dumbo because your ears. <laughs> Well, look, this guy was definitely fired, but he can't really come to terms with it because an email was leaked uh, that he sent to his agency where he said, quote, no doubt you've I'm going to do a text. No doubt you've seen media reports regarding my firing. And I assume you to you that this is not the case. Uh, and in fact, I was told weeks ago by the administration that transitions in leadership should be expected across the Department of Homeland Security. That means you're fired, Tex. You got fired, arose right. by any other name. Just You just got to deal with it. Yeah, you got fired, and a lot of other people got fired, too. So. That's true, because this shakeup is undoubtedly linked to the president's frustrations at the border, being that the Secret Service is the second largest uh, agency in the Department of Homeland Security. So, you know, evidence by Sunday's dismissal slash resignation of the Secretary of Homeland Security, uh, Kristen Nielsen, I'm sorry, uh, Department of Homeland Security. Um, but there will surely be more firings coming. So watch your back, domestic nuclear detection office. Yeah, he's cleaning house. I feel like they're on the chopping block. What do they do? I don't know. Detect nuclear weapons. 
Seems important. It does seem pretty important. <laughs> it seems like we, could, how, we, should, we should keep that around. How does that how does that kind of shake up at the DOJ affect the military, Japs? Does it have a, a like a trickle down effect or we we talked about that on ZBT a couple weeks ago where the commandant's so frustrated right now that even he's leaking out emails. I mean, and saying that they have responsibilities to Marines that they are not as this is the big time if you want to know a big time buzzword around the DOD, lethality. Like the things that are going on at the border are affecting the DOD's lethality in other places around the world. Can huh. you use that in a sentence? Lethality. I do I no longer have lethality because I'm fat. Nailed it, bro. Uh, now I get it. Now I get it. Okay, cool. So well, you want to well, keep that lethality. All right. Yeah. The next the next one, uh Iran's Islamic Revolution uh, Islamic Revolutionary Guards Corp or the IRGC has been named as a terrorist organization by the Trump administration. And that's hmm. the first time that a part of a state government has been put on the terrorist uh, list. And so obviously a, a pretty big deal there. See, I think that we also like kind of make stuff up because that's just not true. Like the Taliban was part of the government in Afghanistan. Mm-hmm. We they're a terrorist group until we don't want to negotiate until we do want to negotiate with them because we don't negotiate with terrorists. The whole idea that that's the first one, just not true. It's just the fir- it's just the first two words. Islamic revolutionary just <laughs> really just scares people. Yeah, it really freaks people out. <laughs> it freaks people out. Yeah, it gets you on the fast track for this list. Yeah, um, yeah. Uh, Pompeo said on behalf of Trump uh, that Iran uses them as terrorists against their own people, uh, and that they also terrorize others in the Middle East, uh, which makes them terrorists, and they help fund terrorism. So, terrorism—it's the... it's a really relative word. Like Wes terrorizes me sometimes mm-hmm. when he yells at me during the show. Yeah, like yeah. I terrorize my child in the car if he does something wrong. Yeah, totally. And make him cry. Yeah, and like Chaps pointed out, I guess, you know, we're kind of uh, picky choosy when it comes to putting people on this list. That's true. Um, uh, yeah, so Iran's response, as you might imagine, uh, Iran's Supreme National Security Council on Monday, they responded to by declaring the U.S. a state sponsor of terrorism. <laughs> and they call it, they say the U.S. troops are terrorist groups. So, yeah, I think that's to be expected in this but situation. But are we, Anyways, are we really... Are we really terror? There's no way that they could actually believe that shit. Oh, I think they a thousand percent believe it. That's yeah, the yeah. reason. And, and they have a Supreme National Security Council. We only have a National Security Council, so I'd probably yep. take their word for it. That's true. Mm-hmm. They did one up yeah. us with the word. Damn. Kind of putting us to shame with the name shit. of their uh, councils over there. Get an uh, adjective these... for me one time, United States. One adjective, please. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, the new rules go into effect on April 15th, and basically it gives the U.S. more power to mess with the IRGC and anyone who does business with them. Most of it's economic, uh, travel bans, stuff like that. And there's some concern that uh, this will put the 7,000 troops in Iraq and Syria more in the crosshairs. But, uh, chaps, what do you think about that? You can't be extra dead. I'm not really worried about it. Like, <laughs> they want to kill us anyway, so just give them a little extra motivation. I guess that's like the war version of bulletin more material like auburn right. always wants to be alabama but we give him a little <laughs> bulletin more material that's awesome yeah trump's the ultimate bulletin board guy giving you that giving you that stuff all right guys so trump is trying to make the republican party the party of health care but the senators that he's tapped to be part of the health policy group aren't so stoked probably because health care reform is a very very scary thing to touch for republicans after their attempt to re- Obamacare collapsed in 2017. 
it's like being on Trump's health policy group as a Republican is kind of like getting invited to a game of spin the bottle when someone at the party has an open cold sore. Like you definitely want to make out who doesn't. But is it worth getting stuck with herpes on your face? Trust me, it's not. No. I mean, look what happened to Paul Ryan when this. I mean, you know, he's he's gone. Big time yeah, herpes guy, Paul Ryan. Yeah. Too. Yeah, yeah, he's, he's had a very extended breakout. Uh, and yeah, time with his family, right, Paul Ryan? Senator Rick Scott of Florida said he had no warning that Trump was going to appoint him to be part of the group, which is strange. Did he comment on the fact that he looks like a penis, though? You know, chaps, I didn't know that Rick Scott, I didn't really know what Rick Scott looked like until you brought that up. And he really looks like a penis. Yeah, you looked him up, huh? Big He's like, well, I mean, I would love oh, to yeah. be the guy who sneaks up behind Rick Scott every single day and just with a black Sharpie just ra- draws like a slit <laughs> on the top of his head. <laughs> just a little, little urethra hole on Rick's head. Yeah. Uh, look, handsome Mitt, handsome, Mitt, handsome Mitt Romney was also appointed to be on a part Ooh. of the group, and he won't say more than he and his colleagues are, quote, working on health care thoughts. But can you really trust that quote? Because... Who among us can pay attention to anything that handsome Mitt is saying without getting lost in his eyes? You know, I can. I have a crush on Mitt Romney. The other two members of the group, John Brasso, a Republican as well, out of Wyoming, and Bill Cassidy of Louisiana, have been just as noncommittal when asked about health care reform. I have a feeling health care reform is going to play out a lot like the border wall, at least in the immediate future. Not a lot going on. Yeah, seems, going, seems like it's going nowhere fast. All right. Last Trump date today. Uh, a federal judge in the Ninth Circuit Court in California issued a preliminary injunction to block the Trump administration's policy of returning asylum seekers to Mexico when they're waiting for their cases to be heard by an immigration court. So, um, you know, basically, we used to allow asylum seekers to stay in America while they're waiting for their case. Now they have to return to Mexico. Um, The case is on behalf of 11 asylum seekers from Central America who've been affected by the, quote unquote, remain in Mexico policy. So. 11 people, huh? Yeah. I feel you like think- Iran would have a way better name for that policy. Yeah, sweet <laughs> adjective up front. Yeah, they would. <laughs> but if Trump, if Trump named it, he would just put like the best or something in front of it. Uh, <laughs> I feel like it's, it's, it's a good policy to put them back and then just say, stay. Yeah. Nobody, yeah, believes, I mean, nobody believes their case is getting worked on yeah. once they get sent back to Mexico. That's like, true. Don't worry, we're working on it. We're but working go on back it. across the border. We'll get back to and you. And just don't try to come back. Yeah. Until we get no, back yeah, to you. You guys just wrapped it up in a nutshell. The policy was the handiwork of the outgoing DHS Secretary Kristen Nielsen, and it was basically designed, like you said, to make asylum seeking much harder. Um, the immigration courts already have an 800,000 case backlog, but according <laughs> to this uh, Cali judge, that doesn't mean that you can break the laws already on the books regarding asylum seekers. So that's that. That just creates so many more people trying to get in legally. I mean, honestly, it's got to, right? Yeah, I, I mean... I, I don't know. I'm not a fucking border expert, that's for sure. So I don't know what the best thing to do down there. I don't think anybody is, honestly. Yeah, no. Yeah, I mean, you know, I mean, it just seems like a really tough situation. Uh, but it's it's only becoming more tough, it seems, by all this, like, uh, red tape shit going yeah. on right now. I'd be like, well, I tried, but now I'm just going to dig a hole. Yeah, just dig a hole. Yeah. That's how, that's, how the, that's how the drugs get across. Yeah. And they never really talked about that. The wall doesn't stop the thousands and thousands yeah. of tons of cocaine that travel underneath our border probably yeah. daily. But yeah, whatever. Mm. Gave it a shot. Tunnels. Now I'm just going to break the law. Tunnel. Take, take a page out of El Chapo's book. Yeah, definitely. All right. We had so many Trump dates to give today that we didn't have time for comments. So, chaps, please move us on to a much funnier story. All right. This one comes from Italy as Europe's right-wing populist parties attack 
uh, migration and bash Brussels vying for votes in elections next month. One Italian party has found a candidate it believes will make a difference. And his great great grandfather or his great grandfather was in charge of Italy at one time too. You might remember him as longtime stoolie Benito Mussolini. <laughs> Ciao Mussolini. He's fifty years old and a great grandson of the fascist dictator Benito Mussolini. He will make his political debut as a candidate for the hard right, quote, Brothers of Italy. That just sounds really scary. <laughs> yeah. I used to uh, I used to sit on my grandfather's lap and just just listen to him. <laughs> just you know, take everything. Just, in. I took everything in. I'm gonna be everything's gonna be okay. <laughs> Brothers of Italy either sounds like a really racist group or the worst pizza spot in town. Um, Brothers of Italy. Right? Yeah. <laughs> but old Mussolini said, "I share their ideas about retaking sovereignty and protecting our country and the family." To me, if I'm Italy. I run for the hills as soon as someone with the last name of Mussolini starts talking about sovereignty, country, and family in the same breath. You hear them say the word retake, and your your, your antenna should be going up. Right. I mean, if that was the racism dog on Twitter, they would be barking all over the place. But if that wasn't enough for you, his next line probably should be, he said, why should we give migrants any more than peanuts? I feel like that's a good precursor of what... He anticipates to do. And not only that, but if you're in Italy or if you're in Germany, don't elect somebody with the last name of Hitler. If you're in Russia, don't elect somebody with the last name of Stalin. If you're in Italy, don't reelect somebody with the last name of Mussolini. And if you're Florida State University, don't admit anyone with the last name of Bundy. Yeah. Hmm. Those are really all, hard and fast and solid rules to live by, I think. Yeah, all very good policies. Bundy must have killed elsewhere other than Florida State, though. I think he was a member of more than one university. But if you throw all those guys in a room, everybody looks at Bundy and like, you only killed like 15 people? I mean, Mussolini looks at his notches in his belt, and he's got like 400,000. That's true. He He's a bitch compared to those other guys. But, I mean, could you imagine, like, his great-grandfather was strung up in the streets like they were fucking <laughs> celebrating that this dude was dead. They were celebrating it so hard they were like extra killing him with piano wires and shit. And then now you're thinking about electing like his his scene. And that's his, that's his second Mussolini that I've seen in the news this week. I mean, wasn't wasn't his great-granddaughter like clapping I, back at Avenatti? Yeah, I think that uh, yeah, I think he has a uh, yeah, female uh family member. Yeah. I, I saw when I was trying to look something up about this, I saw her her name as well, so if my She's, last name is Mussolini, I just let people talk shit about my family. Yeah. I'm like, yeah, we deserve it. We definitely hey, chaps, deserve right? it. Chaps, <laughs> let me ask you a question. As a parent, and Wes, this is directed at you as well. Mm -hmm. If your kid came home and was like, hey, I just met a new friend at school. Can I, I want to do a sleepover. And then they told you that that kid's last name was Mussolini, Hitler, or Bundy. What's your reaction going to be? Uh, I mean... Hitler would be would be the most alarming, probably. That's <laughs> yeah, alarming. Um, you know, Mussolini. I'd be like, that, they must have some great food in a giant house. Yeah, and Bundy. I wouldn't. I think they were poor. Yeah, probably. Yeah. I think Mussolini and Hitler would probably raise alarm bells. Stalin. It would probably take me a while if it was like an early morning conversation because I always forget that he was really bad too. But <laughs> <laughs> Sasha I mean, Stalin invited me over. Surprising, just because it's not a Spanish last name at my daughter's school. Honestly, that's true. <laughs> San Antonio, Central Texas life, baby. Yeah, baby. Nice. All right, moving on to some stories we didn't get to cover. Living on the edge of a lightning bolt. Oh yeah. Um, a crazy one coming out of New, out of New York, where a teacher, uh, Janine Camarata, apparently set up her estranged husband with a new girlfriend, uh, one of her students' um, uh, mothers, in an attempt to get 
the abuse, get out of the abusive marriage and just get rid of her ex, crazy ex-husband, only to have the, uh, the new happy couple turn on her two years later, murder her, set her body ablaze, and dump her remains in a storage facility. Uh, for later. Yeah. Whoa. Yeah, so so much for being grateful for for a nice matchmaking uh, setup. Body in a storage facility is great though, because it's like you're going to come back to it. You know what I mean? Well, was, she was burned up. But I don't guess. you I feel don't that's kind of cliche at this point? I mean, we've all seen Silence of the Lambs. Damn, I forgot. Shit. True. You're right. <laughs> um, so so apparently her estranged husband Mike Camarada was just stalking the shit out of Janine, and so she did the considerate thing and tried to turn his psychoticness on an unsuspecting woman under the guise that she was trying to help uh, both of them find love. Uh, This, of course, didn't work as the deranged husband continued stalking his wife, so much so that she knew something was uh, bad was going to happen and changed her will just before the weeks uh, before she was murdered to make sure her her three children got everything and uh, they would be safe with her sister. Uh, So that piece of shit and his less attractive new girlfriend are now booked for murder. And I just have to think that the new girlfriend was just absolutely tired of hearing about his ex-wife and, and him, <laughs> him him just stalking her and that's like, why he that's why they murdered them. she was like we got to get rid of her yeah i can't i can't handle the stalking would you stop talking about your ex yeah you well, should I, it would, I mean in her defense it would be annoying but. yeah it's true oh so annoying he's like i know one thing we could do yeah so mm-hmm. no, they but, you know ca- murders murders bad so they, yeah they took care of it um if you plan to go to Thailand on vacation, you may want to uh, be careful where you take photos, especially uh, if you go to the famed uh, Mai Kau, uh, uh, uh Beach, where tourists love to take pictures of the planes that come just meters from the beach as they land on the runway at Phuket International Airport, just uh, behind the sands. Sounds lovely. Yeah. So, so you know, how much trouble can you get into? Maybe a fine, thousand bucks? No, you can be executed for this act now in Thailand. Uh, that's right. So, yeah. Yeah. That's right. The death penalty. Uh, you know, those ties, they know how to they know how to nip a problematic issue right in the ass um, by just threatening you with death. So this scenario is similar to the uh, one at the airport in St. Martin on Maho Beach, where several tourists have been killed and injured due to the blast from the jet engines where they're just clutching the fence as they uh, as, the, as the planes you know, take off. One woman was one woman was was blasted so hard that that it actually killed her. Um, authorities are worried that the increased level of idiots just dying for that perfect Instagram photo is becoming a major distraction for pilots. So stricter laws are being put into place, including the death penalty that's in like, Thailand. That's like the death penalty being a punishment for suicide is what that's like. It's like if there's a chance <laughs> that you could die taking the photo, that's the risk that you're taking. You yeah. don't need to get killed by the state if you got off with the photo and didn't die. Yeah. There's there, there's some there's some funny videos that we'll hopefully uh, post of people just being complete more like like do, standing on 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 each other's like like shoulders getting very close to yeah. these planes. This is a challenge to you, urban explorers. I hope that you're listening. Yeah, this is the ultimate ultimate Instagram pick. I mean, um, it seems like so fucking stupid. The plane is so big. Wouldn't you be scared? <laughs> yeah, you should be scared. Right? These people, like, they, be, they, they just have to get that perfect picture of them like you know looking like they're holding the plane or something or holding up like the leaning tower that kind of bullshit um you understand instagram really well yeah i know um we have another idiot takes a sip from his beer we have another idiot trying to try to stage a fake crime to gain (laughs) internet fame santana renee adams of west virginia was hailed as a hero for using her concealed weapon to thwart the kidnapping of her five-year-old from a man at a local shopping mall um, who uh, allegedly tried to drag her daughter out by her hair when she pulled out her gat and um, forced him to run away. And when, when police arrived, they quickly found a man who matched uh, the description of him, arrested him, and the Internet went up in flames praising the liar. 
however, upon further investigation um, and unable to find any witness who could corroborate her bullshit story, they eventually released 54-year-old Mohammed Fathi Hussein Zayan. Ooh, tough, tough name. Who was visiting West Virginia from Egypt. Apparently, no one told him that was the last place he should go in America. And um, Adams quickly retracted her story, saying, quote, The more she thought about it, the more she realized it might have been a cultural misunderstanding. <laughs> And the suspect oh might have just God. been patting her daughter on the head and smiling. That's how they say hello in Egypt, by dragging children around by the hair. Yeah. yeah. That, that, none of this happened is what the bottom line is. So upon further investigation, it appears the man didn't even pat the girl on the back, didn't have any contact with her. He was just an old Navy trying to buy some clothes for his daughter while on vacation. So he, he, he was just like in West Virginia, just he, from Egypt, cruising yeah. through. She's just a racist, and he was in the wrong mall in West Virginia. <laughs> Jesus. Yeah. Um, yeah. So she's being charged with uh, being a complete fuckhead and filing a false emergency. Is being um, a com- complete fuckhead a felony or a misdemeanor? Um, it's a uh, a misdemeanor, I believe. In West Virginia. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Um, and that's it for Hard Factor. Thank you, Traps, for joining us today. As always, we love having you on the show. We, will, uh, we still need a lot of more five-star reviews for the Friday show. Uh, so get to all your local Apple stores and get on all the phones. As one listener, Mike Gallagher, brilliantly said he would do if needed. Great idea. Um, as always, thank you for listening. We really appreciate it, and have a great fucking day. See you later, yeah!